0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, and I'm pumped because we have Fred Siegel from Freezing Cold Takes. I think a lot of you follow at Old Takes Exposed, which is just a hilarious account and uh social media account. It's amazing. Fred's got a book out. It'll be absolutely awesome to talk to Fred about his book and about his Twitter account that's very very popular specifically by the way from an NFL perspective because there's a bunch of doozies as you might imagine it is a wisdom Wednesday which means I'll also get into everything going on in the NFL because there's a lot we've got a couple trades since Monday we've got a major injury that happened on Monday we've got Jesse Bates signing his franchise tender. Baker Mayfield, was name starting quarterback. Shocking, like we didn't all see that coming. And uh, programming note, Fantasy Feast will be today, but the Greg Cosell Ross Tucker football podcast, that will be on Friday this week as I travel down to Miami tomorrow for the Eagles and Dolphins joint practices and that game. So the last RTFP of the week will be on Friday. And that's when I'll name the spread the word winner via social media, which is just somebody that gives us a five-star review again this week. Very simple. Five-star review. Screenshot it. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You're golden. Sponsor confirmation. Got a new sponsor today. Symbol. Very cool. Got a new sponsor on Friday. Babble. I love it. Getting some new sponsors in here. And then the YouTube shout-out winner, YouTube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL, and next week I'll be giving away some Maddens, so get excited. Anyway, it's big show time. The big show kind of interesting to talk with my guy Fred Siegel today in the sense that everybody knows the Twitter handle. I don't think that many people know the name of the guy, you know. I don't know how often that happens where the Twitter handle is more well known than the person himself, but that's exactly what Fred has built at Freezing Cold Takes, at Old Takes Exposed. Fred, it's Ross Tucker. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man.
1: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: I mean, I guess, Fred, that that shouldn't offend you, right? It's just the reality yeah. of the situation is people know the Twitter handle. They don't really know your name.
1: That's how I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be uh, walking down. I, I, don't, I don't walk down my street and um, people go there. Oh, there's the old takes exposed guy. So nobody knows. I don't know if that would happen anyway, given most people on my street aren't really that in into- this. But um, I think that uh, it's better. I, I like it better that uh, I'm not very well known myself.
0: Yeah. Well, how did So give me your background, Fred, as a person. Then we'll get into sort of how you started the account that's become so popular.
1: Well, I, I'm just a regular person, so I think in in 2015 I was practicing. law. I was I was aware I was working like 10 hours a day, and when I started the feed, I didn't mean for it to be big. I just started to do something. You know, I was just using Twitter, and I wanted something as a counter to the sports media folks that reposting their accurate predictions with their self congratulatory messages. I said to myself, someone should be the person to repost the tweets in the quotes where some of these same media people turned out to be wrong. And I figured, I mean, I just became that person. I didn't expect it to become big, but it did. And, That's amazing. Um, is this like a full-time yeah. thing now or what? Well, it, it, I don't, we're, I'm not a lawyer anymore, but, uh, it is, in terms of this particular feed being a full-time thing. Um, well, I, I do it. I'm working on it. I like all the time, but, uh, It's not necessarily my only the only thing I do because you have to hustle in social media. You can't just do run one feed and and do well for yourself. So you got to hustle and do a lot of other stuff. You got to do other social media. I found my way into the social media world and doing other things like um, running other feeds that have nothing to do with sports, like for companies and things like that. But it's definitely not as lucrative as being an attorney.
0: Oh, so wait a minute. So you're now like a a social media uh, consultant yeah. or
1: guru or yeah. something? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say guru. Just like guy who runs feeds for companies. It's not exciting at all. Not to say that, like not good companies, but it's like, you know, n- nothing like right that would, would ever excite anybody. But just like also – and then also running this feed. And I wrote my book too, so that was good. And given the fact that the feed has so many – it's like it has so many followers and so many people know it. I was able to do a lot of media for the book and promote it a lot, so which which helped me a lot. Yeah, tell me about
0: the book. It, it's freezing cold takes NFL and it, what's it like a compilation of the best terrible takes that are out there.
1: Well, no, I, I didn't want it to be a historic. I just didn't want to make an extension of my feed. Um, where the entire book is just lists of bad tweets and quotes. So there's one chapter like that on the draft and it's like, it, it has about 50 quotes or tweets from various years, back, dating back to like 1970. Five, uh, being back to like 1975, like quotes that were made before the draft or during the draft about players like Emmett Smith and Bruce Smith and uh, Dan Marino and then all the way up to like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So uh, very wide ranging there. But um, I was interested in finding like a period or moment of a team or player in history where like a specific underlying sentiment was popular among the media. And then I found like a substantial amount of articles and tweets and quotes and explore that. So like the first chapter of the book is about when the Patriots hired Bill Belichick. Actually like the month where the, in January 2000, where Belichick left the Jets after like one day, and then became the Patriots' coach three three weeks later, and it basically tells a story. It's like a narrative, and um, it tells the whole story of what happened because it gives context to what actually happened and why people would say what they said. And um, I think that there there's a lot of uh, quotes and commentary that people probably didn't even know about some of the great teams in history, like the Packers. There's a whole chapter on the Packers with uh, Brett Favre in 91 when they traded for him or 90, it was early 92. And then they, there's a chapter on, uh, and, and Mike Holmgren when they hired him and when they signed Reggie White, all three of those things were criticized because uh, at the time no one knew free agency. And no one knew about spending money, a lot of money, on free agency. And then there was also, um, you know, the coach. Uh, people didn't. Some people didn't understand why they would hire an offensive coach for Packers when they already had one. And then um, in Dallas, there's one about the Dallas Cowboys from the nineties. Uh, Herschel Walker trade. They traded Herschel Walker for ten draft picks and turned into a dynasty. But no one really knew what tanking was back then. So you didn't get it. So just like a lot of chapters like that. Um, and so that's really interesting, Fred, yeah. because it like I didn't, I had no idea what
0: the book was like. So you actually had to do a lot of research for this because this wasn't like in the social media era where you can easily find them. Like you had to go back and and comb through a bunch of archives and articles to actually find this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, some of them like from from like the '80s, or, or late '80s, early '90s that predated the internet. So you have to go, yeah, you have to go look at newspaper archives. And then some of them, like the Belichick one I was talking about, that that there was the internet, but it predated social media. So it still was you had to go through the internet archives or just read newspaper articles and search for them. So yeah, there was a lot of research. It took me two years. What were most of the people saying about the Belichick thing? They didn't like it at all. Um, not only was the Bill Belichick one criticized, but it was, there was, and, and this doesn't happen a lot with coaching hires. It was extremely criticized. And um, because Belichick had left, he had left the Jets after one day as the coach. He was installed as the head coach of the Jets after Bill Parcell stepped down. Cause he was the defensive coordinator and his contract said that he would become the head coach as soon as Bill Parcells stepped down. And right after the end of the season in 99, he did that. Belichick became the coach. And then after one day he quit. He didn't want to be the coach of the jets. And, um, he had this weird press conference. He had already been a coach of the Browns for five years and he had a losing record except for one season at the Browns. And, um, he, it was like the New York media went off on him. It was like, what the hell is this? You know, and they made up, they made up all these narratives that he didn't want to follow Parcells. He didn't he didn't have the, he was, he didn't have the backbone. But in actuality, he just didn't want because Bill Parcells was stepping down and was the and was going to stay on as some sort of role in the front office. He didn't want Belichick did not want that, so he wanted to leave. And then for three weeks, he was trying to extricate himself from the Jets contract. For those three weeks, it was like, why? that be, Because he wanted to be on the Patriots. The Patriots wanted him. And everyone was like, why do the Patriots want him? Then the Patriots gave a, traded a first round pick for him. And, um, everyone was like, why did they trade a first round pick for this guy? So it was really like a whole month full of just criticizing him. And usually you coaches don't get, new coaches' hires don't get criticized that much. But it was Belichick and Belichick wasn't really like, charming to the media or nice to the media that, that much. So it, I guess the media felt like it was easy to to just go big on criticizing him.
0: Well, okay. So tell me some of your, some of your chapters. You have a chapter on the draft, which is probably amazing. The early nineties Packers love it. The, the Belichick thing. What are some of
1: the other chapters? I have one, one chapter from, you know, I grew up in Miami, big Dolphins fan had season tickets in 1993 uh, Dan Marino got hurt. He tore his Achilles. It was really the first time Dan Marino got hurt. I mean, for ten years he was a quarterback pretty consistently, and um, he was out for the year. Like it was a fluke, um, it, untouched injury. He came. It was during a game against the Cleveland Browns that Scott Mitchell came in, and he had a great game that game, and then he won the next two games. And after the second game he won, which was a game against the Chiefs, thirty to ten over Joe Montana. And the Chiefs in Miami, The Greg Cody from the Miami Herald wrote an article that said, trade, trade Dan Marino, keep Scott Mitchell. And that was the suggestion of the article. It was such a big deal down here in Miami that like everyone went crazy how and you went know, off on it. And um, and I've talked to him about that. I went on his podcast, talked to him about it. He still remembers it. It's still like a famous article back in the day. So I have a chapter on that. I have a chapter on Um, I have a chapter on the Steelers with Bill Cowher. He was trying – the media was trying to really push him out for a long time until he won the Super Bowl. Uh, A chapter on the 49ers from the 89 to, like, 92 with Joe Montana and uh, Steve Young, that rivalry, a lot of commentary on that. There was even commentary for one point where the media was trying to get rid of Steve Young and keep Steve Bono because Young got hurt, and Bono won a few games. And that that was a pretty interesting one. One of the really interesting ones is on draft grades. Uh, An example of draft grades gone wrong was in 1996, when the Ravens um, were given, like, a C on their draft universally because by so many people doing their draft grades, because and they picked in the first round Ray Lewis – and John Ogden. And those guys are in the Hall of Fame. And because they didn't pick Lawrence Phillips, and the Rams picked Lawrence Phillips, they got A's across the board. That
0: is funny, man. Um, yeah, I would like to check that out for sure. How can I get a copy? I'll send you one.
1: Send you one. I, probably, um, I, mean, I would have sent you one before this, but we didn't have enough time from when we did it. Yeah, no, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So I guess – The one thing I think is interesting about your feed, um, and you sort of hinted at it with the Greg Cody thing, you know, I guess something that bothers me as somebody that's in the media now is that the people that are very wrong get attention and publicity for their take at the time yeah, and even when they're wrong, it doesn't really hurt them. It it almost helps them, you know. Like yeah. that that article helped make Greg Cody famous, and he wasn't doing it on purpose. But like a lot of these guys on TV, it's like they don't like the, some of these guys. I know for a fact say things they don't even believe, right. just because they know they'll get more attention for it, and that really
1: bothers me. I I, well, I, I couldn't live you know, that way. It's not think yeah. So people talk about accountability. It's not really accountability. Like with my feet, oh, you hold them accountable. Well, you're not really holding them accountable professionally speaking. It's just like you're pointing out that like, it, it, that they are wrong. And it's like, I guess, ego-wise, you're holding them accountable. But, yeah, of course, some of them, uh, people will write on the replies, uh, how do they still have a job? They're always wrong. And, and I, I reply, I was like, ironically, that is how they have a job. Because they're saying things that bring attention to themselves, but I try not to, I try not to overdo it with any of those guys. Like guys like Skip Bayless, who, who um, it's hard to, it, it's hard to really see if his takes genuine, because he, some of the things he says are so outlandish that it, it seems he's clearly trying to say something interesting to get attention. But yes, the balance definitely favors. Um, entertainment over logic in those TV shows. I think in the podcast realm, it's a lot different because you have like specific people who really are interested in hearing more logical opinions and they're listening to your show, as opposed to TV where you're just trying to get a whole group of mainstream audience. You're not worried about the people who are upset, you're just worried about getting as many viewers as possible. Yeah, it's really
0: interesting because you would think that, I mean, I guess it depends on who you are, but you would think that people would be embarrassed by how wrong they are at times, but actually, like, your feed has almost normalized it to the point where, like, when someone's really wrong, they'll, like, tag you. Like, ah, you should should retweet this. (laughs) I was really wrong on this one. Like, it's so interesting that there's not, like, I mean, I guess it just depends on who you're talking about and how serious they take their opinions. But there's a lot of people out there that, like, they want you to retweet that they
1: were wrong. Like, and, or maybe they're just fessing up to it. I don't know. And sometimes you're just trying to mitigate it because they know they know everyone's tagging me and it's going to get posted anyway. So it looks a lot better if they, you know, come out with it themselves. Like, I guess, like, if you plead guilty in court, and admit you're wrong. People will be a little bit, will be a little bit less, uh, more understanding towards you. Feel like you're actual human. I mean, you probably don't <laughs> even have to like do
0: that much research, and people probably are just tagging you on stuff all
1: the time now, right? Yeah. Now it's well, it's about yeah. It's hard to wade through though because it's very repetitive. So I get a lot of t- same things all at once, and uh, and a lot of people tagging me to things that I've already seen. So I'd say about 75% of it is that. And then – but, yeah, especially when things happen, like a coach gets fired or something, I'll immediately get tagged to something like when they were hired. Great hire. That's like a, a good example of that. Or just like a, a player gets cut, I'll get tagged ha- where everyone says it's a great signing of that player. You know –
0: I know you've retweeted me a couple of times or I know you've exposed yeah. me a couple of times, but I, I didn't do the reason, like I can't remember what it was.
1: Well, um, I, I think your best one, and I have it here. And, 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 and even given the circumstances, it still was pretty bad. Um, In, in, in 2013, February of 2013, I think this was like, it looks like 10:45 AM. So I would, I would have to say that this was right after the Super bowl, the morning after you wrote, can't think of a quarterback I take over Kaepernick for the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, even given the circumstances of, of, of all the stuff that went to able to foresee that from 2016, it still wasn't good because by 2015, he wasn't very good anymore. You know, that I is so funny. I remember yeah.
0: after that. <laughs> Playoff run. I remember thinking, yeah. man, this guy is young. He's amazing. This guy's athletic. He, you know, he's fast. He's got a strong arm. Like, man, I think I, I think that'd be the guy I'd want for yeah. the next ten years. That, that's amazing.
1: Right. Oh, and, that's and like, awesome. In 2013, going into the 2013 season, all off season it's the thing. Like, like, he was the big thing.
2: It, it that was is a lot, so funny.
1: Great, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think he got a new contract. I don't remember when he got a new contract. The set, his next season, 2013, he was great. He was great again, but he, he started to fall off in 2014,
0: 2015. Yeah, he really did. That's amazing. Uh, check out Fred' his account at Old Takes Exposed, and if you go there, um, you can see his pinned tweet that shows you how to get the book, which is awesome. Freezing cold takes NFL. As Fred says, it's in the flesh. Fred, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, Fred Siegel. Man, that is funny. I forgot I said that about Kaepernick. That is crazy. You know what else is crazy? Symbol. The stock market for sports. They're revolutionizing the world of sports betting and fan engagement. By making sports fandom profitable. This is awesome. You basically buy... It's kind of like, in my mind, like NFTs. You basically buy stock in certain teams. And then as they do better, do well, their stock price goes up because more people buy stock in them and vice versa. And it's combining your fandom and the stock market. It's a really cool idea. And I actually already bought uh, a little bit of uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, maybe I... Does that count as insider information that I bought a little in eagles? I don't know. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the app store and use promo code Ross to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. That's code Ross to claim your free stock on the Symbol mobile app. Pretty cool. Just go to Symbol, get the 150 bucks, and get a team stack. Awesome.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Morning, Ross. Uh, Let's start today with trade. The Raiders uh, sent Quarterback Nick Mullins to the Vikings for a conditional seventh round pick in 2024. They released running back Kenyon Drake and the Bills trade Cody Ford to the Cardinals for a fifth round pick.
0: So, not a, not good for Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion in Minnesota. That obviously uh, Kevin O'Connell's not thrilled with them as backup quarterbacks. Mond had a couple terrible picks. People really liked him coming out of AM. That's not looking like it's going to work out. So uh, conditional seventh, welcome to the family, Nick. There is no higher honor. Although that's a 2024. That's even lower than me. I was a conditional seventh-round pick the next year. He's a conditional seventh-round pick the year after that. I think we found something that's actually lower than a conditional seventh-round pick the next year. Kenyon Drake, I think he just got like a $5 million option bonus or something that had already been guaranteed. Yikes. I mean, there's a bunch of questionable signings and draft picks by the Raiders the last few years. I, I guess I just don't know how many of them are John Gruden, how many of them are Mike Mayock. And the Cardinals, I guess Justin Pugh has something going on with his neck, so they felt like they needed another another guard because they got Hernandez, who's never really been that good. Pugh's got a neck injury. So that was sort of... a a trade that the Cardinals had to make.
2: Huh? 49ers signed safety Tayshaun Gibson, Panthers named Baker Mayfield, their starting quarterback and the Cincinnati Bengals safety, Jesse Bates. He signs his franchise tender.
0: Well, uh, Jimmy Ward's hurt. So the Niners needed a safety, which is interesting because they let Joukowsky Tart go in. Um, they let Joukowsky Tart in for agency. And he's with the Eagles now who started for them for years. Baker Mayfield is starting quarterback in Carolina. Anybody with half a brain cell knew that was the case as soon as they traded for him. And I've always wondered if I was a franchise tag guy, when I would have signed my tender. I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. I've always wondered like, when I would have been like, okay, I'm coming Walter Jones, I think, used to sign it the first week of the season, which is amazing. I don't know if I'd feel like ready, but maybe I wouldn't care. Maybe I'd get ready that week in that first game. That, but Walter Jones just did it the first week of the season like two or three years in a row, which is crazy. Ducks takes.
2: Giants' Kayvon Thibodeau sprains his MCL via a cut block. He's out three to four weeks. And uh, Colts' though Sanchez tears his Achilles. He is done for the year.
0: Can you say his first name again, bro? That was
2: good. He liked that. Regaberto.
0: I've never been able to do that. That's called trilling an R, right? I think so, yeah. Man, I should have done the Babel. Uh, I should have done the Babel sponsor read today. That would, have, <laughs> that would have rolled in perfect from you trilling your R. Um, as for Thibodeau, listen, I've tweeted about this at Ross Tucker NFL. It looked bad. It looked really bad. However, that's a very legal block. It's a very common block. It's a split zone where the action goes one way and typically a tight end or a fullback comes back the other way. His job is to cut the end defender to cause a seam in the defense. Happens a lot, like every game. Thibodeau just did a terrible job playing it and the camera angle made it look... Especially bad, but it's not dirty. I'm not a believer in any legal block being dirty. This is pro football. Like, we're playing for money, we're playing for keeps. Guys used to tell me, oh, that was cheap, Tucker, or whatever. Yeah. I, sorry, bro. Like, I got, I got, I, I got, this is my job. Like, I, I got to put food on the table. Like, if it's legal, then I'm going to do it. Period.
2: And finally, some sad news out of Houston, where former longtime team president of the Texans, Jamie Roots, passed away at the age of 56.
0: Right. And I saw his wife posted something saying that Jamie had been dealing with a mental health issue, and she also posted the phone number to the National Suicide Hotline. You know, you never know what people are going through, and... If you're ever in a bad place, please ask for help. Because, man, I mean, I, the guy was team president of the Texans for a long time. You know, sometimes you just sit here and think, man, that guy seems like he would have been in a good place. But you never know where somebody is mentally. Which is why asking people how they're doing and really caring is a really good trait. And then uh, hopefully... You know, if you, if you see someone seems a little off or they don't seem like themselves, take the time to, to find out why. Let's get to an email, Brian. Ever
1: wanted to ask an NFL player a question?
0: Well, here's your chance.
1: It's time
0: to ask Ross. Email address, ross at rosstucker.com. You know, first of all, that is where you send all your sponsor confirmations. Emails after you take advantage of any of them. That symbol's amazing, by the way. Uh, and then also the screen share for all of you that are doing the five star uh, ratings and review, which we love. What do you got, Brian?
2: From Matthew asks, uh, "Hey Ross, I heard you talking with Joe Dolan about different face masks that you had used during your player playing career. It makes me wonder what were your preferences. Do you have a specific brand of gear you favored? Do you go full knee, thigh, hip pads in the NFL or?" What kinds of padding and tape did you go with and why?
0: Such a good question, Matthew. Matthew uh, made a purchase at Ufos, which is awesome. Good for you, Matthew. I'm actually about to make a second purchase at Ufos because I love them that much and that's how much I use them. Um, huge, huge fan, in particular of the slides and the sandals. Huge Ufos guy. Um, so, by the way, when I first got to the NFL, Matthew – There's no such thing as hip pads or a tailbone slash butt pad in the NFL. Mandatory in high school, mandatory in college, never seen either in the NFL. I got to Washington and I asked for my, my hip pads and butt pads. And they're like, uh, if you really want them, we could order them for you. (laughs) Just don't exist in the NFL. Um, I would sometimes wear knee pads because of how often I would cut block guys. That was one of the tools in my toolbox that I used often to slow guys down. And so if you're cutting guys, you're going to the ground a lot. And one time I popped my bursa sac in my right knee and it swelled up because I, of the way my knee hit the ground. So sometimes I would wear knee pads, but a lot of times I would wear neither neither knee pad or thigh pad, because it just feels constricting and it's rare how often they actually end up being a factor. Always taped my wrists. Always wore gloves. Um, but that's about it. I went. I wore the bull in the ring, you know, the bull ring uh, face mask. But yeah, that's about it, I would say. Not really any leg pads maybe knee pads. I got to actually go back and look at some of the pictures of me. Maybe knee pads, tried not to wear the thigh pads and then always gloves. Some of these guys that try to not wear gloves, that's insane. Gloves actually give you a better grip and they protect your hands and fingers a little bit. And then of course, taping my wrist. Good question, Matthew. Keep them coming. I think we're low on email questions. So Ross at Ross Tucker.com reminder. We'll kind of go over week two of the preseason. What you need to know with your fantasy drafts coming up with Joe Dolan, on the fantasy feast. It's actually a great show as well to go back and binge all of Joe's tears of Dolan so that you're ready for your fantasy drafts. Highly encourage you to go back and go over those. And then. Friday will be the Greg Cosell day. Bright and early, Friday morning. I'll be recording that from Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. Shout outs: Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and Story.com. Keep an eye out on my social media at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I will be giving away Some Maddens. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.